I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody, I'm David Weeder. This is my wife, Lynn Weeder. We want to welcome you today to the Covenant Living Broadcast. Praise God for His understanding, His wisdom, His insights, and His revelation into the principles and the laws of the Kingdom of Heaven. For that is where your and our residency is right this very day. We have been made citizens of heaven. And it's Jesus came to teach. He when, he when he was on the earth, he taught and preached the kingdom of God. He wants you to understand how, well, as the Passion Translation there says in, in uh, Matthew, he says, the ways of the kingdom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the ways we need to know. Hey, we don't need to be, we need to know the ways of, of this world because we're in it. We're not of it, but we're in it. But hey, we need to know and have insight into the ways of our kingdom because those are the laws, just like an ambassador in a foreign land, his citizenship laws exempt him from all of the, the poverty and the lack and the destruction in that foreign land. Well, your citizenship, my citizenship laws exempt us from the poverty and the destruction that's going on around us in this world. That's what Jesus prayed even in, Ma in uh, John chapter 17. And he said he wasn't just praying for those apostles, those disciples who would become apostles. He said he was praying for us, all of us who through their words would believe on him, he included in that prayer. And what did he pray? He said, Father, I pray not that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil that is in the world. He didn't deny that there's evil all in through this world, but he denied that evil's right to dominate us because he prayed we be kept from the evil or we're exempt from the evil. But in order for that to take place, you gotta know your rights and privileges in your kingdom, your homeland, the land of your citizenship. Praise God. And that, those are the things that we're looking into. And one of those laws is the law of faith. Well, Brother David, I didn't know that faith was a law. Well, there's this book. <laughs> <laughs> In Romans chapter three, it talks about the law of faith. Why do I emphasize that so much? Because I want you to know it is something you can depend on. It's like the law of gravity or the law of lift or any other physical law of physics that you're familiar with. You can depend upon it. And if you think it didn't work, it's just simply because you didn't know that particular application that you needed in that situation for that law to work. Or didn't give it enough time to grow. You plant a seed, mm -hmm. yeah. the tree is not out there tomorrow. Which is another law of the kingdom. Seed, time, harvest. Every, and Jesus said that all <laughs> of the kingdom of heaven was like a sower sows a seed. 
So you've got to give yourself time to develop as well. All right? You, you grow. The Bible talks about what is what? Woo! Holy Ghost is just taking this. <laughs> the, the, the Bible talks about babes. Desire, desire them sincere milk of the word. When you're born again, you are a baby in the word. But unlike natural growth, you won't grow up until you spend time in the word, until you start learning and Developing using Developing muscles. Mm -hmm. A baby has all the muscular structure as an adult, but those muscles haven't been developed. They haven't been fed over the years and used and exercised. And if a baby is strictly kept in a car carrier and isn't allowed to climb and crawl and do all of those natural things, they don't hit those developmental milestones that we expect. They can be a year old and still not be able to sit up because they didn't get to practice using those muscles and strengthening them. Mm -hmm. And hey, if you're a babe in, in the Lord, don't get frustrated. Just desire the sincere milk that you may grow thereby, as and like the word start says. start where you're start at. Start where you are. That's Don't leave with the at. I know, uh, I realize that. <laughs> hey, if you're not having fun, you're not doing something right. Come on now. So today we're going to look, we, we, um, if you go back and watch last week's broadcast, as always, because usually the broadcasts flow from one <laughs> to the other, sometimes we'll just start a new, a new subject, but most of the time they just kind of flow along here. <laughs> and so last week we began um, talking on, about the fundamentals of faith, and we began, we covered the subject that Romans uh, 3.27 refers to it as the law of faith, and so we know it's precise and it's accurate and it functions um, according to prescribed principles. And then we looked over in Mark chapter 11, and so we'll pick up there real quick and just read down through there because we started talking about um, saying. saying, yes, Mark, uh, faith is believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. And so Mark Chapter 11, verse 22, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed it or not. Most people, I think, kind of subconsciously, think that says that if they believe what they believe will come to pass, it'll come to pass. Like if they believe they have faith in that, or if they have faith that they actually believe in that, it'll come to pass. But that's not what that says. That says that if they shall believe that what they say shall come to pass, they shall have whatsoever they say. They say. And so saying is absolutely vital in the, the functioning of the law of faith. I was just thinking my parents had faith that it was going to rain every time we went <laughs> yes, camping. Right. And they said all year long, yep. every time, it doesn't matter what the forecast is, every time we, will, we go camping, it rains. They believed it. They said it. And we experienced that. I do not recall 
ever going camping and it did not rain. <laughs> but they, and they, but they, but they did never, it. But they never put the connection there. No. And, and they'll swear up and down, oh, you know, what you say doesn't have it. It doesn't matter what you say, you know. But they're living it. <laughs> Whether they know it or not, you are living what you say all the time. I, I was in a, a, a meeting here a while back. And a brother Jesse Duplantis was in it, and and, and uh, Kenneth Copeland, and they were talking about the first time when Kenneth, when brother Jesse first started really being a part of the group and everything, and they were on this motorcycle trip, and um, they had a Honda, Honda Goldwing, and um, Honda, they the the covers that they made for their Goldwings were, I mean, it's like trying to put socks on a chicken, man. I mean, it's just most people just go ahead and get an aftermarket cover because it's easier to put on it, and it's just saves a lot of frustration it's so form-fitted it just didn't want to go over the wider parts yeah and so they're at the hotel and they're getting you know getting the bikes closed down for the night and covered up for the night and everything like that and um brother jesse had finally he still had the the, the honda uh cover finally had gotten that cover on and they're all standing there and, and brother jesse says oh man and uh, Brother Jerry and, and, and Kenneth were like, what? What's, what's, what's the matter? He's like, I forgot to lock the trunk. And so he's uncovering it and everything. And he says, I tell you what, I forget I, to lock that trunk every single time. time. And Brother, Brother Copeland kind of smiled and he said, yeah. And you're going to continue to forget it every single time as long as you say that. <laughs> Only Brother Jesse. Brother Jesse said, oh. Man, this positive confession stuff is killing me. <laughs> and then he realized what he said. And in front of who he said it. In front of who he said it. And and Brother Jesse and, and I mean Brother Jerry and, and Brother Copeland are just just falling on their knees almost, just laughing hysterically. And Jesse's just like walking around in a circle. This positive confession stuff's killing me. That's not what you want to say. <laughs> that was using that as an illustration as to what not, not to, to say. Because you learn from what people do right. And, and you, you learn, learn from what, what people, people do, do wrong. And if I'm, a, if I'm a good teacher, I'll tell you what I did wrong just like I tell you what I did right. And so positive confession is a term that people have given and come to associate with simply, that's a good point, you may not have heard, you don't know what positive, you may have heard it, but you don't know what it is. Well, it's referring to making sure that what comes out your mouth lines up with God's word. Put God's word in your mouth and speak it in faith. Release your faith that that's what I have right now. And that's the faith process, that, the part of it that we're looking at right now. You believe it in your heart, you say it, that's how you got born again. You believed that Jesus actually died for you. You, you actually believe that in your heart, that he came and died for you so that you could live, be reborn and live. And then you said it with your mouth and confession was made unto, it produced your salvation. Now, most people sell that short and we're not, that's not, we're not gonna go into that right now, are we Lord? <laughs> We're not going to go into that right now, but that word salvation means the whole package. I'll just leave it at that. That's how faith works. 
you say it with your mouth, you believe it in your heart, you believe in your heart, you say it in your mouth, and then Jesus turned around and used it right there. Therefore, I say unto you, praise God. And you don't think Jesus isn't going to get what he said. Now, look over at Matthew 21. This is the same account, but I want to point out something in the Matthew 21 version or account, uh, Matthew's account of this same uh, situation. And we're going to look at... Oh, see, it helps if you get in the right chapter. Chapter does. 20 doesn't get it. Chapter no, 21, 21. will get it. All right, so in verse 21 of chapter 21, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which was said to the fig tree. So that's what we're talking about, same account, fig tree. But also, if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, all things, all things, whatsoever you shall ask or say in prayer, believe that you shall receive and you shall have it. That word, that word ask there, don't let that throw you off. You look that up in the, in the Greek, it actually means demand. Don't get the wrong idea about that either. It's not like, I demand. It's not like that. It's, it's simply making a demand on your covenant. Yeah. You say this verse gives is where you stated that you've given me healing, and I am requisitioning it. Mm -hmm. I'm demanding making it. Making a demand on the, on the word, on yeah. what you said. If I, if I go to my son and say, hey, look, um, tomorrow at 6, I want to take you out. Let's spend some time together. We're going to go to dinner and then let's grab that, that, let's watch that new movie you've been wanting to see. Well, tomorrow, say about 5.30, and I'm caught up doing something else or something like that, my son not only has the right, but should come to me and say, hey, Dad, uh, you said we were going to do that. We're still doing that, right? Oh, yeah, man, I let the, the time get away from me. He made a demand on something I had already said to him. You see, that's what the demand means. As a matter of fact, like in Hebrews where it talks about Jesus is the high priest of our profession. If you look up that word, it actually means you're saying the same thing as the covenant. It's covenant talk. And so you are making demand based upon your covenant and releasing your faith in God's word. I was just thinking... Thanks for taking out the trash. Thanks for unloading the dishwasher. No, now see. <laughs> I just, it just, that's what went through my head. Just That then. falls into the Romans 4 <laughs> category of calling things that be not as though they were. <laughs> you get a husband, wife, or children situation. They're supposed to be taking out the trash and they haven't taken it out yet. Thank you, son, for taking out the trash. That's calling things that be not as though they were so that then they become. <laughs> hey, I can get scripture for it, man. I, I know you do, but like, that was the scenario that was running through my head in that one. <laughs> okay. Let's look over in Romans. We are going to deal briefly with the salvation issue. Um, Romans chapter 10 
And uh, for sake of time, we'll go down here in verse 8. But what says it? What says what? What says, speaketh righteousness, speaketh on this wise. What says it? The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. Now here we got saying, believing. In your mouth, in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. What is the word of faith which we preach? That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, or Jesus is Lord, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But look at this next word. The very first word in that next verse says four. Now you can... Even an English teacher will tell you, (laughs) you can substitute that word for with the word because, okay? So let's read it that way. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved because, that's the way the system works, (laughs) because with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto, or it produces salvation. That word salvation is the Greek word, root word is sozo, which means not only the rebirth of the the human spirit, but it includes healing, it includes protection, that's valuable in this day and time, so is healing, as far as that goes. It it, uh, contains deliverance, and it contains financial prosperity. It's all wrapped up in that word sozo, which is translated salvation here. It's actually, it's, it's translated in different places in, uh, over in James chapter five, it's, it's translated as, uh, it says, shall be the, the, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Heal the sick, okay? The, the woman with the issue of blood, thou, their faith has made you whole, sozo, okay? It's the whole package deal, so to say. But notice that that's how the process works. Believe it in your heart, but then you must say it with your mouth because it's the confession that produces the product of salvation, the healing, the deliverance, the protection. That's the way this system is designed to work. Now let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Are you there, baby? Mm -hmm. Would you go ahead and read verse 13? We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. Mm -hmm. We also believe, and therefore speak. So we, you know, if you know anything about us at all, we lay a solid (laughs) scriptural foundation for what we do. The word says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And so that's what we're doing. We don't, we have to stress saying so much because like we said, I believe it was last week, People resist that for some reason. They don't want to say it. Well, part of it is there are some systems within the world that have taken that concept because it is a law. Mm -hmm. It works whether you're basing it on the Bible or just anything. And so there are other people who have put this out in a natural, like speak it into the universe right? Yeah, and things like that. So it comes across a little bit new age, flaky, but it's because they took a concept that is here and twisted it a little bit and made it their own. Right. Now, let's look at Luke 
uh, chapter 6 to see how Jesus talked about it here. And this is so vitally important because we were talking about everything works as a seed. Seed, time, harvest. If you you say something, you know, I would, you you talked about, and honestly, my time's running together. Yeah. I think it was in last week's broadcast you talked about, no, maybe it was the beginning of this broadcast, you talked about vacation. Yes. And it always, it always rained. I would, I would imagine that the first time or two, you know, like it probably happened, and then your parents said it, it may may or may not happen that first time or two that they said it, but then they developed well, in it, and been... they kept saying it, and they kept <laughs> yeah. saying it, and they kept saying it, until there was a point where you can't even remember a vacation where it didn't rain. Well, they'd been doing this since before I was born, so most likely exactly. it didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, but look at how Jesus says it here in Luke chapter 6, and um, we'll begin in 43. Verse 43, for a good tree brings not forth corrupt fruit, neither does a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Now we're talking about uh, crops and harvest. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush do they gather, gather grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, the heart man believes, brings forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, what he's believing in his heart, brings forth that which is evil. Well, how's he bring it forth? For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. That's how the system works. That's how the master put it. You believe it in your heart, good or bad, you will say it out your mouth. And when you say it out your mouth, confession is made unto, if it's, if it's evil in your heart and you speak it out your mouth, your confession produces, confession is made unto disasters, accidents, sickness and disease, um, job, being laid off from jobs, all of the things that the devil would like to see to take place in your life comes out your mouth, you planted the seed, you'll reap the harvest. That's the way the system works. Now, let's see this again and look in Matthew chapter 12. Verse 35, it, as you were saying it, I was reading the exact same words there. Oh, really? <laughs> we'll A go ahead and read it. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. There's another aspect that I want to bring forth or, or bring attention to there in that, in that scripture in Matthew. I just read verse 35 there. Yeah, and reading on down through there, 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. So... You've got, in most people's minds, 
you've got words that they mean in the positive. You've got words that they mean in the negative. You may want to, you may want to hurt somebody. I may not, you may not mean it long term, but in that instance, you may have lashed out. Okay. Then you've got this vocabulary. <laughs> joking around. That you just say in jest and things like that. Or uh, you really want to use a curse word, but, you know, you decided, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to really curse, but I'll, I'll say this word instead. Those are what's meant by idle words. You know, Jesus says in other places, let your yes be yes, let your no but no. Now, don't... Don't get in the ditch with this, okay? Jesus said things other than yes and no, <laughs> okay? There's a whole lot of red words there. There's a whole lot of red words there. And so the key is say things that are in line with the heart of God. God is a, a merry heart, do is good like a medicine. God is funny. He jokes, he'll, you know, but he doesn't say things without purpose and he doesn't say anything in line with the curse or anything that Satan's got planned. You and I need to be the same way. We need to, the, over in um, Thessalonians, it talks about your communication needs to be edifying to the hearer. No corrupt communication, but that which is edifying to the hearer. Well, how, what do we, how does that apply here? Well, edifying is faith-filled. You are using your words aligned with the word of God, releasing your faith and believing for the harvest to be produced. We, want, we don't want thorns and brambles. We want figs and corn and wheat and whatever, all these different things that we need in our lives. We need prosperity and healing and peace in our families and joy in our lives and love and our children to do well and all of these different crops need to be raised and it's produced by your words of confession of faith. God, Whew. well, we're out of time today, but don't go anywhere quite yet. Now, hey, there's something you need to see right here. DavidWeeder.org. Discover the calling and mission of our ministry. Get to know us and the vision God has given us. Watch the Covenant Living broadcast and connect to our YouTube channel. Consider becoming a partner and supporting our outreaches. Learn about our teaching tools and resources. DavidWeeder.org, your connection for all of this and much more. Hey, let me read to you why that website is so important, okay? In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, if you, if you do some research on that, you can actually read that. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing of the word of God. That's why we have the website there. It is, you can listen and watch to every, everything we've ever done. It's <laughs> all available there. And there's just, I don't even know how many hours and days worth of, of material that you can learn and listen and your faith grow and grow and grow. Plus, there's all kinds of resources there. We've got our book that the Lord had us write on, on marriage and on the diamond that's in your household of faith. And 
hey, all of our events are there as far as upcoming speaking engagements where we'll be speaking in different places and things like that as far as, as well as ways to partner with us to help us get this, this uncompromised word of faith out all over the world. It's all there. It's like a one-stop central commands place. So go take advantage of it. Our partners made it available for you, so go use it. It's easy to find. It's just myname.org. Hey, we're out of time for this week. Until next week, remember this. Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380.